Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do, Nat. And this is this is this is for the adults out there. The adults out there. We are talking. Mortgages 101, <laughs> but don't worry, you guys. This is a basic bitches guide yeah. mm-hmm. to buying your first home. Yeah. If you know nothing, even if you're like listening right now, like I'm not, I'm never, I'm not gonna buy a house anytime soon. Like we need to know this. I yes. as an adult, we just need to know what are the bare bones of this operation. How does it even work? Okay, How does this work? we're gonna be starting at the basics. What is a mortgage? Keywords. We love a keyword. Oh, love a definition. Like down payment interest rate, any of that. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a special edition investigation episode as to who are Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And where are they and what are they up to? What What are they they doing? And why what's are going they, on? What's what's happening here? Who are these people? Who are they and why are they up in and around mortgages? <laughs> <laughs> and we're also be playing our little wrap-up game, a new one today oh, at the game. end of the episode, Facts and Hacks. Facts you guys, we had to do it. We've been hacks. talking about Facts and Hacks for so long. You got to make merch. I know. Facts and They're, Hacks. Yeah. A mug. We need that. We need it. It's coming, you guys. Don't it's you worry. Coming. All but right. First, Nat, let's get into the wine that we're drinking this epi. Yes. Okay. We are drinking. So this is, I don't think we've ever had. I think it's Sauterne. I don't think it's Sauterne. I think it's Sauterne. And it is a Chateau. What, what is L- that? Luderon. What does that say? Luderon. Luderon. Luderay? Luderon. Luderon. It's a 2007, so it. I'm not sure if it's over the hill or not. I will say that the color is that of maple syrup. Yes. I do think that these are kind of like dessert wines-esque. Oh, okay. So I think it is supposed to be that color. Okay, great. Because we had – remember we had that dessert – Whiten before, and I yeah. was very confused. You were like, "Why is this so? I don't. Something's wrong." I think these are less sweet. I'm not sure. I'm gonna find out. Wait, don't dessert? Why, shouldn't they be more sweet? Because they are for dessert. Well, oh, ooh. I mean, the sauterne or sauterne. I really have no idea. I think that it's like a dessert wine, but like a little less sweet than the one we had okay. before. Okay, I'm just so curious. The color, the age, everything. I also don't know if I'm. I could be completely wrong okay, on everything. Well, let's let's take a sip. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wowie kazow. We'll just say I was on point with syrup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could put that on a stack of pancakes. <laughs> you could. It's a breakfast wine. <laughs> but it's a breakfast cereal. Oh, okay, what was wait. that commercial? What? But it's a breakfast cereal. I've never heard that. It was on in like the early 2000s. Now, you texted me this morning and... Before we have our episode recordings, we always think of like things we're going to talk about. You texted me. Oh, you texted me last night. You said... Remind me to tell you my theory about 26 to 38-year-olds in regards to rap. And yes. I just wrote, LOL, I'm very curious. This okay. was at 10 p.m. She yes. sent this to me. Yes, I was just doing my thinking, as I do. And I was realizing that the group of – I don't think it could be younger than 26. Mm-hmm. 26 to th- – I'm going to say 38, 40 max. Okay, these are millennials. That's literally millennial 
ages? Uh, millennials, but it's uh, it's dipping into Gen Z, but also some millennials it's are like not. 45. Gen Zs are not 26. They aren't? No. They're 25 right now. Oh, okay. Well, then it is exclusively millennials. Yeah. This, this is the one thing we have, guys. Okay. This is the one very, thing we have. What is it? So I was thinking about how rap dances. No. We are the only generation that can actually say we grew up with rap. So like rap didn't become popular to like the late 80s to early 90s-ish, right? So our first memories, it was like Biggie, Tupac, all that. Then we moved into like Dr. Dre, NWA. Then we were around for the rise of G-Unit, 50 Cent, Eminem, right? Like all of these people that like defined these eras of rap, we were there when they came out. I could see that. Yes, I totally see that. Like I remember when Eminem came out. I remember when 50 Cent came out with Candy Shop. I remember all these things. And then even going into like Kanye, I remember when Kanye came out. Kendrick Lamar, T-Pain, all of these people that like were revolutionary in rap, we were there for. And we always will be. Like until we die, we will have been there for the evolution of rap music as it exists. Yes. Well, the birth of rap, I'm looking, okay, this is- The birth of rap is- Was 1970s, but I see what you're saying where it wasn't like popularized in the same way until really maybe like the late 80s. Because of MTV. Because of- Wow. Because music videos. Why were you thinking about this at 10 p.m. yesterday? Oh, because I was listening to, uh, oh my God, I was listening to Soul Survive, Akon and Young Jeezy. Remember? No. Akon and Young Jeezy? Soul Survivor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that song. I was listening to it. You know, it's... Yeah, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I was like... First of all, where is Akon? Because this is a bop. Oh, he's like saving Africa. I know. But like he had banger after banger after banger and then kind of like disappeared he, a little he bit. He started on the whole like light initiative, lighting Africa. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Like getting electricity to like yes. obscure areas. I love him. I love him. I love Akon. I once saw him at a hotel in Saint-Tropez. Oh my God. Living that life of That life of luxury, y'all, with Akon. <laughs> With Akon. But like, so then I was thinking, I remember when Akon came out. I remember when this song came out. And then I remember when Autotune came out. Like, we were there for that. The crazy thing is, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. T-Pain, even though he's the king of Autotune, he's a gr- amazing, amazing singer. Amazing singer. And, and well, he was on, he was on baby uh, angel. He was on Mass Singer. Yes. But oh, we'll link it. Maybe I'll link it in the newsletter this week if you guys sign up for a newsletter. Uh, the clip of him singing, yes. like, uh, like buy you a drink, when he's like actually oh singing it. Yeah, oh my god. Oh my god, it's amazing. also Chris Brown. Wow, all these people that came out and defined. He's R and B. He's a singer. That's true. Drake, J Cole. We Drake. were there for all of this. We were. We were. Like Gen, when people, Gen Z could never. They could never. That's what I'm saying. Like it can't be younger because they can't remember like the Biggie, Tupac, Puffy. It was Puffy at the time. Then it was P Diddy. Then it was Diddy. Like they can't remember that because no. they're too young. Because we were barely. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Gen Z knows Diddy. Why? Why would they? They They don't know him. Right. That's why like, he hasn't we, put any music out. No offense. Like in the last ten years. Right. So that's why I'm saying like we. As millennials can know all of the sub genres. This is how you know you're getting old, Natalie. 
I know. Doing them. Oh, well, only we can know that. You know, no, like, but it's true. It is. I'm like, if you put on a song from 95, I, I know it. If you know, if you put on a song from now, I know it. And every single one in between. That's true. So millennials, we kind of got fooked on everything, but we we do have that. We have rap music. <laughs> we have rap always music. have rap music. I love Young that. Young money. Oh, we yeah. love rap music. Remember? Actually, yes. no, that wasn't Young Money. Th- that, that was T Pain. Yeah, that was um, that was his song with Kiss Chris Kiss. Br- oh, I love oh, Kiss. Such Kiss. a good song. We love rap. The, music. Oh, the Young Money song that I know every word Bedrock. to. Bedrock. Bedrock. It has all of them in it. All of the young. I also think millennials listening to this right now would not know who Young Money is. Millennials, you mean Gen Z? I mean, sorry, Gen Z. Well, no. How would they? It was the super group. It was Lil Wayne, Drake, Drake Tyga, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Oh, you guys don't. Lil Chucky. Was <laughs> oh, sorry, Lil Chucky. Lil Chucky. Oh, who else was in that? Birdman, I think. Was Birdman in Young Money? No, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I'm but all, like, like, I can take it back. You know, that was like a whole little era. He wasn't young money. Young, young money. money. Okay. We, we, no we, we've got to move into mortgages. Ugh, I know. This is just this me is, dragging out delaying not wanting talk about- to talk about mortgages. Okay. Yes, he was. Birdman was, oh, he was. a part of Young Money Cash Money. Young Money Cash Money Billionaires. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. He was a part of that collaboration. Wow. Okay. So into mortgages okay. and why we chose this topic, which is just seems like an insane transition. It is, but we've <laughs> got to do it. So, you know, as millennials, actually, we're at this point in our lives where it seems like we should probably know how this works. Yeah. And even if we're not going to buy a house in the near future, it's still a basic like, you know, principle. It's a, yeah, that it's a 101 that mm-hmm. we should probably understand mm-hmm. by about now. Corinne actually bought a home last year and she still doesn't like 100% oh, know I how have this no works. no idea how it works. <laughs> we were researching this episode and I said, I just went through this. I have no idea <laughs> what any of this is. This was. So yeah, we thought we would do all the research for you, figure out what the fuck a mortgage is. Yeah. Just break it down. Yeah. It's, it's time. It's about time. But you know, we love definitions. We love, love definitions. definitions. So, Corinne, what is a mortgage? What is what is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in basic terms, a mortgage is a loan most often used to buy a house, a condo, or some other type of property. Okay. It's a set amount of money provided by a lender, which is often a bank, a credit union, a mortgage company, and is repaid over a set period of time, referred to as a amortization. Amortization? Amortization, which is often like 25 years or 30 years or something. Okay. Mortgage loans are like really like any other loans in your life. You can borrow some amount. You get an interest rate at which you pay it back, and there's a schedule that you make your monthly payments. So that's really what a mortgage is. A standard. It's a very standard Just a loan, loan. But specifically for property. Right. Like living property. Yes. So let's get into even more definitions. Yeah. Because I just, I just said some things, and let's just back it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Lender. Right? That's the company that funds your mortgage loan. Okay. Then the borrower. That is you. That is the person receiving the mortgage loan. Okay. Another word we need to know is down payment. So that's the amount of cash that you bring into the transaction. So down payments may be described in like dollar terms. So like $10,000, like $20,000, or maybe like as a percentage of the home sales price. So like you need to put down 10% of the home sales price. So if it's a $100,000 home, 10%, $10,000. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. 
also loan amount. Mm -hmm. So that's the amount of money still owed on your mortgage loan that you still owe on the mortgage loan. So loan amounts are sometimes called principal. And the principal is the amount of money you borrow from the bank to pay off your loan. So for example, if you put down $20,000 on a $200,000 house. 20%. I'm so sorry, 20% on a $200,000 house in cash, your principal would be $160,000. So basically the leftover. Yeah. So how much you put down, whatever's left over that you can't afford of the house right now, that's your principal. That's the principal loan amount. A loan term is the amount of time you have to pay back the loan. And they're usually in years, so like 15, 30 or they could even be in months, like 360 months. Like when people do that with their the toddlers. toddlers. Yeah. Tell me she's three and a half. Right. She's 97 months. <laughs> she's 97 <laughs> months old. And then interest rate. So that's the borrowing rate on your mortgage. Okay. Okay. So a mortgage has three parts to it. That's mm-hmm. the down payment, like we just said, the monthly payments, and the fees. Okay, so the monthly payment is the amount needed to pay off the mortgage over the length of the loan and includes a payment on the principal of the loan as well as interest. There are also usually property taxes and other fees included in the monthly bill. So it's kind of like rent, essentially. Yeah, it's like how much you're paying every month to pay off your mortgage. Yes, that loan amount, that principal. Yes, but I will say that also, yes, when I pay my mortgage every month, it also includes like, yeah, the property taxes. Like, yes, um, it's bundled. It's, it's like a little bundle that's not just the principal. It's like also like other little things. Yes, yes. And then those fees we were talking about, those are various costs that you have to pay up front to get the loan. Yeah. So there's like little random fees to be prepared for. And then there's the down payment. So the larger your down payment, the better your financing deal will be. So you'll get a lower mortgage interest rate, pay fewer fees, and gain equity in your home more rapidly. So kind of standard is like 20% of the sale price in cash when you purchase the house. Yeah, so a lot of people like save for a down payment, right? Yes. And like the higher down payment can be, the lower your monthly payment's gonna be. So it's kind of like picking your poison. Like, do I wanna pay more now or pay more over time? Right. And also common misconception, because I really didn't know how any of this worked. Because I used to think, oh, if you're buying a million-dollar home, you have to have $1 million oh, in the bank. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. You don't. Until last year, I yeah, thought that. You need to have, like, say 20% of that. So if you're, like, looking at a house that's $100,000 and you're like, well, I don't have $100,000, you need pretty much, like, 20% of that. Yeah. So that's how it makes works. It, more, it makes it a lot more digestible and makes a lot more sense. I don't know why I never thought that was what it was. Because nobody ever fucking told us. Yeah. That's why we're here. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so how do people get pre-qualified for a loan? And what does that even mean? Okay, so before you start to seriously look for houses, you need to contact your bank to get pre-qualified for a loan. So the bank will tell you how much money you can borrow. And this loan is the amount of mortgage you pre-qualify for. So you might recall hearing other home buyers talk about their like, budget like uh-huh. oh, like we were just saying like i'm looking at a hundred thousand dollar home oh. it's because they've been pre-qualified so that's the amount of the loan you get pre-qualified for is your budget and you'll need to look for homes at or below that dollar amount okay. so you can't even like go looking for houses until you get pre-qualified because you don't know how much house you can afford 
Right. So you can't like walk in, you can't like get a realtor and then be like, oh, I'm going to show you this shack and this mansion. I mean, you could, but yeah, like you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. You got to go through this step first. First. And that's how you kind of start to figure out like how much house you can afford. Yeah. So it sounds like your budget is the amount you get pre-qualified for from the bank. And then you look at that number to get the solid understanding of how much house you can reasonably and comfortably pay for. Yeah. Basically, they like look at your finances and they're like, well, how much can she pay a month on a house? Right. Essentially rent. Yes. And and there was another, there was a thing when I was getting pre-approved. It was like, it has to be within like 40% of your income or something like that. It might not be exactly that, but like, yes, maybe you could afford to spend $10,000 a month on a house, but you would have no room to eat. Right. Right. So they also like qualify that. They're like, yeah, you can afford that, but it has to be like. 40% of your income so that you can like actually live your life too. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. They don't want you to put you in a house that you can't furnish. Yes, exactly. Okay. So we also learned there are three primary types of mortgage loans. Yes. So let's split those up. Yes. Okay. So first and foremost, there is the conventional mortgage loan. So the majority of home buyers pay a conventional mortgage loan. A conventional mortgage loan is 20% down and the principal gets paid off for 30 years. Very simple, very, you know. 30-year mortgage. Got it. The second type is the FHA loan. So you'll want to get an FHA mortgage loan if you have a credit score too low to qualify for a traditional loan or if you can't put down anywhere near 20%, but you have to be beware of extra fees. The FHA may charge you. You will have to pay mortgage insurance with this type of loan as well. Is the FHA the Federal Housing Association? That sounds about right. Okay, okay. That sounds about right. Okay. The third type of mortgage loan is the Veterans Affair loan. So okay. if you are active duty military or a veteran, oh, my mom, Miss Connie Klein. Miss Connie Klein. So th- then you qualify for a Veterans Affairs loan. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs backs this loan instead of like a traditional bank. Okay. Taking care of our vets. We got it. We, ha- we have to. As we have to do. Okay. So how do the banks and the lenders get money for your loan like they're giving you all this money right. but like where, where is it coming where do from they get the money to give you the money right so this is where corinne and i um, our minds just about <laughs> goddamn exploded i thought the crypto episode was gonna <laughs> just be a doozy this one i mean i i'm telling you i got a headache with my eyes squinting so hard at my screen this is very confusing it's very confusing but let's talk about fannie mae and freddie mac who are these people Okay, so the primary function of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is to provide liquidity, which uh, beep, 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 th- let's little stop definition. right here. Little definition. We'll never throw a big word at you guys and not circle back on no. it. No. So liquidity is simply readily available funds in liquid assets. So AKA cash. Cash money. Cash Young mo- money, cash, cash money, money billionaires. billionaires. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, they provide liquidity to the nation's mortgage finance system. And they are actually two separate companies. So most loans, 90% of loans, are government-backed. And Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were created by Congress. They were Congress-created. They perform a very important role in the nation's housing finance system, which is to provide that liquidity, stability, and affordability to the mortgage market. Gotcha. So Fannie and Freddie, 
who are not real people, but I like to think of them as we're going to pretend they well, are. Well, now that we know they're part of Cash Young Money, Cash, cash Money, money are they Young Fanny and Young Freddie? <gasps> young Fanny, Young Freddie. <laughs> yes, I love that. So Young Fanny and Young Freddie, they purchase home loans made by private firms. So provided the loans meet strict size credit and underwriting standards then they package those loans into mortgage-backed securities Mm -hmm. and guarantee the timely payment of principal and interest on those securities to outside investors young Fannie and freddie also hold some home loans and mortgage securities in their own investment portfolios also securities are like stocks and bonds and things like that so not liquidity like cash Mm -hmm. securities are like non-cash assets gotcha yeah okay so basically how does this work okay okay let's just break it down really quick yeah really quick first homeowners borrow money from banks or other lenders okay then fanny young fanny and young freddie mm-hmm. buy these mortgages and like we said package them into these little securities then they sell those securities to investors and then investors uh. buy them because they're considered safe because fanny and freddie take on most of the risk uh-huh. and then the lenders and the banks they benefit too since the government takes on much of the default risk mm-hmm. as well so lenders can make more loans to more people so together young fanny and young freddie back about half of the mortgages in the u.s so when i was like so this is why i need to ask a question right when i was getting my mortgage i kept saying okay yeah i was talking to a mortgage dude right Right. but he kept saying i gotta go talk to fanny and freddie and i said who i was just like okay people sure let me know yeah Yeah. well they'll get back to us and say if you're approved i'm like well what i should have been like why aren't you approving me right because aren't you the dude no, no, it's Fanny and Freddie. They Fanny had to be like, yeah, Freddy. oh, she's Gucci. We'll back this loan. Right. And then that's the approved It's thing. all coming from the t- – it's coming from Congress, then then filtering through young Fanny Freddie. Then they're going to the lenders. Then they're going to the borrowers, a.k.a. you. Oh, yeah. See, but it's a whole hierarchy. You know what's crazy is that I didn't ask him. I was like, all right, go. Let me know. Because logically – it sound it should be that he's the lender, like he's the one in charge. Yeah, but he he needs to get the cash money, young money, cash, cash money, money from young Fanny, young Freddie. Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense. But there are another subcategory of mortgages once you get like approved from Fanny and Freddie. Yeah, so there's fixed rate mortgages and adjustable rate mortgages or ARMs. And those are the two primary mortgage types. So while the marketplace offers numerous varieties within those two categories, the first step when shopping for a mortgage is determining which of the two main loan types best suits your needs. So yeah, so there's fixed rate, like you just said, a fixed rate mortgage requires a monthly payment that is the same amount throughout the term of the loan. When you sign the loan papers, you agree on an interest rate and that rate never changes. And this is really the best type of loan if interest rates are low when you get a mortgage yeah because you're locked in you're locked in they, they tell you like this is what your monthly payment is and it will not change that's good that's a good thing yes then there's the adjustable rate so the adjustable rate mortgage allows the interest rate on your loan to vary with prevailing interest rates so if rates go up so will your mortgage rate and your monthly payment if rates increase a lot then you could kind of be in a little bit of a little hot water. But if rates go down, your mortgage rate will drop as well. And so will your monthly payment. 
So it's generally safest to stick with a fixed rate loan to safeguard against any rising interest rates. And if rates drop, you can refinance your mortgage to take advantage of the lower rates. Yeah, those are two options. Yeah. You also have to decide on that mortgage term that we discussed earlier, which is the length. Yes. So a mortgage term is the number of years you have to pay off your mortgage. A 15-year term means you have 15 years to pay off your mortgage. Again, a 30-year term means you have 30 years and you have to make a payment obviously, each month. Mm -hmm. A 30-year term normally has lower monthly payments because you have more time to pay it off than, uh, you know, like a 15-year mortgage. Yeah, so like a shorter term means your balance is spread over a shorter period of time, making your monthly payments higher. Okay, that makes sense. Now, I have a question, though. This is something I did not know. Okay. So, like, I have a 30-year mortgage. Right. Do I I have to live in my home for 30 years? So this is a big question that I also had. Because, I mean, I like it, but I don't know if I want to live there for 30 years. Right. And the one thing I have never understood is, like, when people would, like, buy a house and then just, like, sell it a year later. I'm like, well, what happened to the 30 years? Like, are right. you, do mm-hmm. you just keep paying it? Like, <laughs> Right. That's what I thought. I, I really had no idea. So we looked into it. <laughs> so one important thing to know is that taking out a 30-year mortgage does not mean you're committing to living in that home for 30 years. Okay, that seems fair. That's because it seems crazy. <laughs> it makes more sense. No one would ever move. <laughs> no. And you don't have to keep the loan until its end date and pay it off in full. So that also makes sense mm-hmm. that when you move you're not still paying a mortgage on a different house that you no longer live in. <laughs> right. Yeah. But hey, nobody told us this nobody stuff. Nobody told us this. Um and in fact, most homeowners do not. They yeah. either sell or or refinance their mortgage before the term is up. So if you move and you sell your home before it's paid off, part of the proceeds from the home sale will be used to pay off any remaining loan amount due to your mortgage lender. Right. So basically, you sell the house. If you made a profit, then you pay off the the rest of the mortgage with that, and then you keep the little there's a little change there. For yourself. Mm-hmm. If you decide you want a different type of loan or a lower interest rate later on, you can also, like we've been throwing this word around, refinance your mortgage. Yeah. So that involves replacing your existing mortgage with a new loan that benefits you financially. And the process of refinancing a mortgage involves taking out a new loan and using the funds to pay off the existing Alone. Okay, that seems very complicated. But you can refinance with the same lender uh, that did your original one, or you can do a different one. Oh, okay. So yeah, if there's lower interest rates and you're like, hey, I'm going to pay this one off, but I'm going to start a newer, but like smaller, shorter, less expensive one, Mm -hmm. you can do that. But the big question that I have then is like, okay, so you're paying this person back, the lender, Mm -hmm. and they're paying Fannie Mae young money. Young money. So do you actually own your home if you have a mortgage? Okay, in short, yes. Yes, you do. You own your home, but that doesn't exclude other parties from having some rights to it. Okay. So as long as you make your payments and you keep your house in, like, good condition and insure it and, you know, pay your taxes, no no other party can take control of the property. But if you neglect any of those items, okay, we don't pay your taxes, you don't make pay your payments, the lender has the right to seize and sell the property. And I believe that is what foreclosure is, right? I believe that was, and that was a big part of the 2008 
financial crisis is that nobody could pay their loans anymore and they all the homes were being foreclosed on. Okay, right. And so likewise, if you don't pay your property taxes, your city or county can seize it to pay the taxes. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So it, yeah, it might not seem like you own your home because of these like third party rights, but just keep in mind that there's no need to worry about losing any control of the property if you hold up to your end of the agreement. And that's it. And that is a mortgage 101 for us basic biatches. Biatch. So, <laughs> t- uh, 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 too short. <laughs> I love how there's a rap that's been <laughs> blended into the mortgages What's episode. What's my favorite word? Mar- Bitch. Oh, let's see. Oh. <laughs> mortgages. <laughs> mortgages. <laughs> oh my God, we need to be stopped. Okay. We hope you guys learn more about mortgages, down payments, Miss May, Young. Fanny and young, young Freddie, and Freddie how to Mac. how to start the process of buying your first home. Obviously, there's a lot more processes to there's the freaking inspection and all that oh. stuff. It it takes a lot, but this is this is level one. Honestly, though, even just re going through this now was it was way more understandable than when we were researching. When we it. were researching, we it. were confused. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this episode's gonna be. Fuck. But now that we've gone through it again, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. And then also this whole hierarchy of like the government and then Fanny. We were so us. confused when we were researching. Yeah, I was like, I do not understand this. But kind of if you think of it in rap terms, Lil Wayne would be the Congress. Oh. Who then, you know, he created, he was young, he was the he first guy. He is young money. Then he created young money with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. Right. AKA Drake, Tyga, the whole gang. Right. And then they they help the the people that are under them. Yeah. Like, you know. A little chalky. A little chalky. <laughs> the new boys. Oh, were they, they weren't they weren't young money. People no. liked them. But yeah. But I think that they were kind of like And you know, then they, they brought their inspired. music to us, the borrower. Yeah, the borrower. <laughs> and then here you are just enjoying it. Just enjoying it. And paying your, your Apple music subscription. Are because we if you, okay? If you stop paying the Apple music subscription, they take it away. Yes. Foreclosure. <laughs> Foreclosed on your rap music. We need we need we need assistance. We need professional assistance. help. Okay, so now let's circle back on the syrup that we've been drinking. The scissor. The scissor <laughs> for our wrap mortgages epi. Mm-hmm. So uh, our little hottie, our hottie this week is Mr. Brad Pitt. Have we not done Brad? Pitt? We hadn't done Brad Pitt, which is interesting. Well, actually, not really because he's not really either of our type. He's not. I don't. No, I don't love blonde guy. Me neither. Turn into them. Me neither. But he's he is a but in universal upon, hottie. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, though, he different story. He looked great in that. But you know, this guy apparently, according to Google, has a lot of houses. He has many homes. But it's also not just living in. I guess he also like flips them and like he invests in property. He loves property. So and so Brad Pitt is our he's, hottie. He's the hottie. For that reason. Yeah. Okay, so one to Brad Pitt. What are we thinking? Well, what What's it called? Again? Okay, well, it's in French. Chateau, you're going to have to read that one for me. Um, Luderon? It's Luderon? a Sauterne or a Sauterne. I don't know. I feel like people say Sauterne. I could be wrong. I have no idea. I don't know. Okay, so one to Brad Pitt, what are you rating this? Well, here's the deal. I feel like we're split on dessert wine because I actually love dessert wine. Okay. So I'm not mad at this. Like okay. if I'm drinking it for dessert, hell yeah. Let me take another sippy here. I'm going to give it a nine. I'll give it a six. Okay. 
Seven. Mm, seven and a half. Yeah, right? Yeah. Seven, and, seven a and a half out of Brad, Brad Pitt. Bradley Pitt. All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game and we're playing a new one. <sighs> Facts and hacks. Facts and hacks. Which is our trademark, our um It's our, our little slogan. slogan. It's our slogan here at Am I Doing This Right? Yeah. Pro- and, providing you with hot Hot facts and hacks. Yeah. Huh. And so Natalie and I will be giving you guys either a fact or a hack, whatever we want. And it's just, you know, free advice. Free free, free little life hacks and life facts that you should know. Okay, now what's yours? Okay, so my life hack that I just actually found out this morning and was like, oh, oh my God. So not a fact, a hack. You know how, I don't know about you, I love audiobooks. Mm-hmm. because I can listen to them while I'm, like, cleaning or whatever. But I hate that you have to have an Audible subscription. You have to pay more money to Daddy Bezos, and I don't like that guy, and just, like, all this garbage. Okay. If you get a library card, they're all free. How? Literally go on. Well, for us, I Googled Los Angeles County Library. You sign up online for a library card, and then you have access to all of the audiobooks for free. What? Yeah. I think Joe does this. I do think he does this. I think I've... We've been tricked into thinking you have to have like a subscription and all this. No, you just... You got to remember your local library. I love... Like you can get any book there, right? You can also listen to any audiobook for free. Here's the thing. I'm really sad that I've turned my back on libraries because they make sense. They make sense. Because like there are so many books that I read, but then I put them on my shelf and I'm like... I'm never going to read this again. Yes. So it makes sense to go also eco-friendly. Oh my God. Eco-friendly. So yes. Are libraries going to go out of business? I'm going to literally cry. Well, they're a government thing. Okay, okay, so so we- the taxpayer money. But I'm like, we need to resupport our libraries. I forgot about them. That is definitely a hack. That is a hack and a half. Oh my God. I love that. I know. Okay. So I also have a hack. Okay. Something that I was like, realizing I never do mm-hmm. and I'm now going to schedule to do which is look at my finances like I never like check in I've been wanting to buy crypto since we've been talking about crypto but I never put time in to do that right so I was thinking I was like on a walk and I was like I kept hearing in my head financial Fridays financial Friday and I was financial like Friday. financial Friday and I think it was actually something you kind of started doing and then yeah. so anyways what I'm going to start doing now is Putting time in my calendar on Fridays for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. That's what what I need. Really, you only need the 30 minutes. Yeah. And just writing Financial Friday and just sitting down and going over my, you know, investment portfolio, going over, you know, just checking Checking in on things and just putting that actual slotted time to do that because as a very busy person, it's just, you know, I can look at my bank account on my phone, but that's not like an actual, like, conscious like where would i like my money to move and like there's no strategy it's just like oh that's how much is in my bank account or that's how much my credit card bill is pay off right. you know right so actually another great thing about finance right i also like to put on really fun music because oh. you know how you open your bank account and you're like Ugh. yeah you put on fun music and it makes it like a little bit of a party so last friday when i was doing my, my finance fridays i was like going through everything and i noticed that i had a charge from my pilates studio 
that I was like, what is this? So I called them and I was like, hey, what is this? And they were like, oh, that was a mistake. And they took it right off. But I would have oh missed it. Oh, my God. I never do that. I would have missed it. Oh, my, oh my God. I can't wait. I'm very excited for Financial Fridays. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you guys incorporate any of these facts or hacks into your life, please DM us and let us know. Yes. We would love to know if these help you guys. I know. Or if we you really love if helping. You, or if you guys have a life hack. If you have a hack you'd like us to share with the Amis. <gasps> we will read it on the podcast. Yes. Oh, my God. How fun would that be? That'd be so much fun. Okay, well, also, if you guys don't want to miss an episode or you're nervous, like, will I miss an episode? Oh, my God. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter on amidoingthisrightpod.com. Get on our mailing list. We send you one email a week just to wrap up the episode. We send fun gifts. We send – oh, I'm sending the video of T-Pain oh, God, this week. Baby angel T-Pain. So, you know, it's a good time in your inbox. Yeah, it is. And also, we have our random advice segment. So if you guys are going through something in your life, personal, in your career, whatever, doesn't matter, you can email us, you know, your little situation, yep. and we will give you random advice here on the podcast. Anonymously. Always anonymous. Yes. We would never call you out like that. And, okay? and apologies on us because we were we were really heavy promoting it, and then we didn't do a wrap-up for a long time for it. Yeah. We, yeah. <sighs> you know, we, we got busy. Yes. But, but we're excited, and we're, 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 we're prioritizing it. Yeah. Yes, we are for sure. And yeah. then also, if you guys like this episode, if you like the podcast, please, please, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And we might even read your review out loud. If you understand mortgages at all now, give us a nice five star. Or share it to your friend maybe and be like, I yeah. learned something today. Yeah. Share. Share share the knowledge. All right. We'll be back next week with another episode. Love you. Love you. Cash Money Millionaires. <laughs> 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 